1: Hello and welcome to episode 375 of Geek Town Radio. I am back this week with...
0: Hey, how are you doing? I am surviving. Let's just say I'm <laughs> surviving. I'm doing good. Thank you, Dave. Good. <laughs> Excellent. So uh, it's been a few weeks since you've been on. What have you been up to? So I have been plowing my way through lots of reality and entertainment, which I will not bore our fans with. Um, you know, the lights of The Last Leg and Anton and Dax, Saturday yes. night takeaway and stuff like that. But I'm going to talk about some of the things I have finished, which are, have been on my list and have been talked about, I know, by by some of the other co-hosts as well. So on Netflix, I finally finished Lockwood & Co yes still eagerly waiting that renewal notice hopefully yeah. we all sit there in patience hoping that Netflix are not going to do what they've done with so many others because there is potential with it I do like the style I think it's got great critical review as well I haven't seen many people talking badly of it but no. you know we're just gonna hope and sit and you know it was cleverly done and I'd never come across the books before and then I saw them recently in a bookshop and I was almost tempted to but I was like I know the outcome of those two books now so So I really enjoyed that
1: yes Um, I I really like that one too like you say it's very hit and miss with the Netflix stuff about whether these things get renewed or not but I hope that's one that they pick up again because I really really did did enjoy that first season I thought they did a solid job with it yeah
0: the good car I mean the actors you know they're really good for being a young cast you know they they really really hold that series together yeah I also so I sat down to watch Unforgotten and in the style of your happy valleys and you know the the type of dramas that you get i thought oh, one a week that's nice i love to sort of drip feed so i watched one and then the next day i went back onto itvx to watch something else and it told me i could watch number two yes and i was like oh, there's something wrong with my ITVX. I clicked on and all the episodes were there. So the next day I finished Unforgotten because I absolutely loved it up until, obviously, we lost the wonderful Nicola Walker. And so the first episode, I was a little bit tepid to it i was a bit worried about her character the person they've gotten to replace nicola walker but i've been through and i'm back in love with it again i think they have brought on a really interesting character which is different enough but also has that familiarity of being the lead and the sort of playing it with sunny's character well not sunny's yes. character obviously it's, it's um sunny is the character um but fantastic drama Again, and ITVX, like you know, we talked so negatively this time last year about ITV and their hub. And yeah, I don't think I hardly it watched anything on ITV last year. But I am absolutely loving what they're they're doing at the moment and some of the high quality programming that's on there. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I don't know. Have you finished, Have you done more than one episode, Dave, or uh, have you started it? Or uh,
1: not? Unforgotten? No, I I've never actually watched that show. And <laughs> I, I know you've been going on yeah. about how good it is, and I really should jump into to it i don't I haven't watched happy valley either so you know yeah. <laughs> um, but uh yeah i mean on the, on the subject of the itvx system though it is a massive upgrade from the itv hub because i used to hate that thing as well and uh, they've done a really nice job with it and it's available on sky which the hub wasn't mm. so that i think is really nice as well so I, you're not going to go outside if you've got skybox you can sit within that ecosystem and and get the stuff off there quite easily which is quite useful and the quality of the content like you say it's been very very good a lot Man. of their original stuff have been decent high quality things like Nolly were fantastic they also are buying in some really interesting box sets yeah um, really good a lot of there's a lot of old box sets that they're buying in they seem to have done a deal with uh warner brothers for a lot of the old cw shows things like mm. I think vampire diaries is on there or coming on Yeah, smallville uh there's a number of those series they've got all american on which is that is actually a premiere rather than something that's aired somewhere else previously but they've got like crazy ex-girlfriend is going on there there's a lot of those big CW box sets of older shows and uh, Gotham, which technically was Fox, but again, it's WB. So there's a, a lot of that sort of stuff that they've picked up of as sort of that younger audience. Vibe that they're putting on there. So there's a lot of really interesting, just original content and stuff that they filled out from American imports and, yeah, all sorts of other bits and pieces on there.
0: So it's Mm. it's been a really good system. They also have been obviously working with really renowned writers and directors of a lot of the previous shows. So the next show that I just finished, a three episode series called You and Me from uh, Russell T. Davis, not directly involved, he's involved in sort of like an executive producer capacity. Um, Um, But you can tell there's that influence on him. And it's just a beautiful story in three parts. And it only needs three parts. It doesn't need to be dragged out over six nights. um, And it's just... About these two characters And their journey uh, about meeting And it's heartbreaking The first episode is absolutely heartbreaking It was really told brilliantly And I just reflected on like Watching Nolly the previous month And then watching You and Me ITVX are starting to be brave Like BBC have started to do And allowing writers to write For the number of episodes they think it is Rather than dragging it through To make it like a six episode, four episode series That sometimes doesn't need to be Uh Um, So you and me if anybody wants to go and see that three episodes obviously on ITVX if you have the subscription they're 45 minute long brilliant soundtrack brilliant visuals great storytelling and some superb acting as well and um, I absolutely loved it and it was it was quite a a really good emotional show that those are the things I finished and I'm really happy with that. Still on ITVX, I started The Bay, again, all available. Mm -hmm. Uh, I watched the first two episodes of that. Classic. And you know what? What I think I'm starting to really like those slow-paced dramas. They go too quickly for me sometimes. I think I switch off. But The Bay, in the similar way to Unforgotten, is like slowly easing out the storyline over the course of six episodes and really gets developed the characters and the narrative. So I'm watching that. I was so desperate to finish The Last of Us this weekend, Dave. Um, you weekend, had right? obviously advised me to watch it. I got a little bit behind around the time of the Super Bowl. Right. And then I watched episode seven last week Had uh, a couple of days available So I watched episode seven And in my head I was like Oh I'll watch that at the weekend But it was Mother's Day at the weekend yes. And we had, we had a mother down to visit <laughs> So it just got so late on Sunday And I realised I was never going to fit in the last two episodes yeah. So um, I've got those to do But I'm hearing mixed things about the last episode But I am very open because I don't know the game And I have no preconceptions But I've loved the storytelling Yeah, I've loved that it's... It's about them as characters and survival and instincts and it's not about the infected too much and yeah, um, yeah. that's that's quite nice yeah. so thank so, you for pursuing it with me and i'm glad i have watched it
1: yeah no it's been a phenomenal series just throughout your attack episode seven you've just done left behind which is the ellie focused yeah. episode which is is the beautiful stunning episode i think that episode three i think is the is the high point the bill and frank episode of the entire run. I mean, that's the episode that I think needs the Emmy nominations and stuff oh, if you're going to put one epi- episode up. But Left Behind, I think, is another really strong episode and uh, episode 5 as well which was the Henry and Sam episode is just gut wrenching oh. uh, I mean the, oh. there's a number of moments throughout that as I said when we were talking about this on the uh, Last of Us podcast over on Entertainment Talk there is a reason that there are only two characters in the entire show that are listed as main cast because everybody yeah. else is disposable
0: um, <laughs> but yeah it just you know, I don't think I remember watching The Walking Dead when we first started and, and I, it compares to this a lot I know but I do not believe the characters had as much heart and you no. really wanted them to succeed as we do with joel and ellie and i think that's what's the beauty of the storytelling whereas when you had like rick and and all of his family it was a much of a muchness there. they had really sized their characters didn't want and i just think that's the storytelling if we're going to compare mm-hmm. they've really brought the best out of their characters and no i'm really i will look forward to season two i know that it's been announced even I haven't seen episode eight and nine yet I I still am excited that there'll be a follow-on
1: there will be and the second season is going to be based on the second game but it's actually going to be the second and third season will be based on the second game well he said multiple seasons will be based on the second game because the second Ah. game is actually quite a lot longer than the first Uh, I haven't actually played the second one Matt obviously has an awful lot but (laughs) um, it is quite a lot longer that second game and they're not going to try and squash it into one season they're going to pull it out over a number of seasons but It is a lot longer as well. So there is going to be much more of that to come. There was an interesting little bit that came out this week as as well about Melanie Linsky, who played Kathleen, who was the leader of that Kansas City resistance movement in what, the 4th? Th- uh, yeah fourth episode fourth, fourth, yeah. fourth episode she's married to Jason Ritter who you all know from things like Raising Dion and he was in the event and Joan of Arcadia and Parenthood and a whole bunch of other things he apparently played one of the clickers in that episode oh really <laughs> they, they, they sort of she described it as bring your husband to work day
0: <laughs> <laughs> probably one of the ones who uh, well no that's a spoiler one of the ones who got close to her in her final episode <laughs> yes yeah
1: so uh, it might very well have been I don't know whether he was the one but yeah it, it's, uh, it's very funny that I don't know whether he's just a fan of the game or they just thought it'd be funny to bring him in because I mean he is a well-known actor in his own right <laughs> so yeah, yeah. And, uh, yeah it's a bit, he apparently was under the clicker makeup for one of them
0: <laughs> oh no that's that's really i'm really looking forward to that can't wait for that when i do get around to finishing it and the only the other things i've been watching is i am very much looking forward to what's going to come up with the new x-men cartoon later this year so i thought i i need to stop thinking about it and get on with it i started a rewatch of x-men 1997 cartoon starting with the very first season um and i thought i'm going to sort of binge my way through that now in easter in anticipation of when that is finally released later this year Mm. um and then i'm getting on with those procedurals as i I mentioned and i will be doing all our chicago med chicago fire equalizer beyond paradise csi vegas all these like weekly procedurals i've been getting on with and enjoying those tomorrow night I'm off to see Shazam: Fury of the Gods. Um, A little bit late in its release date, but as you know, I'm busy weekend, so I'm going to go off and see that with a friend tomorrow night. So hopefully, it won't disappoint. I've tried to avoid all reviews and spoilers so far. Good. Um, So whatever is coming will surprise me or or whatever. Um, And I will wait a little bit because I'll I'll have a little chat with you a little bit later about the Oscars news. But I will hand over to you, Dave. What's been happening with you over the last week?
1: Well, I mean, back on Netflix in terms of. TV shows uh shadow and bone started its second season which i really enjoyed the first season of that i'm again it's based on a book series which i don't know at all enjoyed the first episode of the second season i did end up going onto youtube and finding a decent recap they did sort of do a recap at the start of that and i was like no that's not reminded me anywhere near as so much as <laughs> it needs to so uh, i went and found a sort of 15 minute recap of season one on youtube to remind me where everybody was and what has happened and stuff but yeah, second season pretty much is a straight continuation on from the first. Picks up with the, the various people escaping. The Darkling is sort of starting to rain havoc and, and all that sort of stuff. So that has been a really solid series. It's in the same sort of vein as Lockwood and Co. And it does slightly worry me that it's one of those things where they may go, we'll have one or the other. But yes, uh, mm so uh yeah season two of that i'm starting to work my way through i'm actually gone back to the crown as well on netflix because the fifth season of that came out a while back and i'd watched sort of an episode of it and then other things got in the way and i didn't pick it back up again so i'm going through that right now they've just got to the diana interview episode and the background to the stuff that martin bashir did (laughs) to get that interview so sleazy I mean, oh. I, I, I know The Crown makes some stuff up, but I'm assuming a lot of that is genuine because he does not come off well. And I mean, it's a proper character assassination if it isn't. But um, yeah, I mean, that was really quite bad. But yeah, that's been a really good series. And like I say, I know it's sort of a lot of it. They got in trouble for some of the stuff that they appeared to be drawing on that. But uh, I, I have been very much enjoyed. You've just got to remember that it is a work of fiction in a lot of places <laughs> as well. Um, it's been interesting with this season because they've actually gone back and used some flashback stuff either using the older cast or the younger cast from the earlier seasons. Let's put it that way. So they've done a couple of bits with that and uh, they've also had some bits where they've gone way way back and actually done some sort of new flashback stuff as well set sort of pre-first world war and things and build up to the first
0: world war. Did I read that? I mean, I I am very behind on this. I think we are currently going to start watching season 2 together soon me and my partner. Um did I read that some of the actresses Went back to film the flashbacks. It I was, think they um, did. Yeah. Yeah. Who played the, her in the first season? What's the actress name? Uh, Claire Foy. It? Claire Foy, I'm sure she's been interviewed on something like Graham Norton or something and said that she made a a surprise reappearance on set to help them film a flashback. Yeah, Uh,
1: yeah. so some of those flashbacks, I thought they'd, because I didn't remember the scenes from earlier on, so I thought they must have pulled her back in to do a couple of those bits and pieces. And they've done that, I think, with a couple of the characters throughout this. There's a couple of places where they've done that, which has been really quite a nice way of, of doing it. Yeah, you've got to remember it's a work of fiction, but it is still quite enjoyable. Those are the sort of dramery things I've been watching. I've also got sort of regular stuff which I'm doing weekly as well as a few procedurals like CSI Vegas and I'm doing Nine One One, Lone Star as well. Oh yeah, um, yeah. Also Bad Batch, which I think he's he's turning into a great little series this season. It's a bit like with Clone Wars. Clone Wars took a couple of seasons to really start to find its feet, and I think Bad Batch is really doing that now. I, I mean, I enjoyed it from the first season as well, but I think it, it's really started to find a kind of groove and there's a lot more stuff about the clones in this second season than the sort of transition from the clones across into stormtroopers and there's a lot more of that stuff going on which is quite interesting. And Mandalorian as well which I'm working through at the moment and um that has been it's been good. There's some really jarring jumps in the way that they're telling the story like the episode that went out this week it starts off with Bokatan and the Mandalorian. And then there's like an entirely different episode wedged in the middle of it, which is this story of sort of these rehabilitated imperial people that have sort of been rehabilitated by the new republic and been brought back in again. And he's disconnected seemingly from everything else that's going on. And that's the bulk of the episode. And then you sort of jump back to Mandalorian and Bogatan at the end. And it's like that it's just a really odd way of doing it i mean it's bottle episode ish but usually there's some sort of smooth transition from the story they're telling like with the last of us you know when they went and did the left behind episode ellie is worried about joel yeah and it sort of transitions into you know the other close friendship that she had and you get this backstory of her so it's sort of there is a flow to it of like why you're getting that story there whereas with this it just feels a bit like well we've got this Story to tell i don't know um we'll just bung it in the middle of this episode (laughs) it it, it feels really oddly placed but i mean fine it was enjoyable there's nothing wrong with the actual story itself and it was interesting and fine but the structure of it is just a bit kind of chopped and that's happened a couple of times with some of the story points they've picked up is like they've abandoned story points there's a thing with a, a droid quite early on in the first episode, and it's like, I must have this droid to go with me, and then by the second episode he's sort of forgotten about that and gone somewhere else, and it's like, well, hang on a minute, you said you needed that specific droid. But yes, it's one of those things that may pull together towards the end of the season, but at the moment it seems a bit like, well, well, why isn't that come back and why isn't that connected to that? And, you know, so, well, I mean, I, I'm sure I have faith that it will make sense by the end <laughs> of the season, but yes, it does feel a bit all over the place. The other thing I watched was uh, Challenge Annika, which... Oh, <laughs> uh, I know we don't talk about reality stuff particularly, but this is such a classic reality. TV thing and I used to really enjoy watching that show when I was a child and you know I watched it with like my grandmother and and it's so it has a sort of place in my heart that show it's basically exactly the same show that it was before it's Annika Rice who is given a challenge and in this particular case it was to do a massive renovation of a dog charity that um, supports dog adoption and they they needed new kennels and and they needed the place sort of you know sprucing up basically and she spends three days doing this massive overhaul of, of like this whole dog sanctuary and does a fantastic job of it and of course it's people adopting dogs so there's pulling at the heartstrings and it's I mean it, it's exactly what you expect from that show but she's back Dave the Sound Man is back the buggy is back the big van is back although I think they've modified that now so it sort of turns into an office the sides pop out and it turns into this big mobile office thing so uh, Uh, yeah i mean that that was if you like those sort of shows i mean it's quite long as well it's an hour and a half that show as well Mm -hmm. but yeah really quite enjoyable the type of thing you can watch with a family on a sunday evening you know it's that sort of show
0: there was some mixed marketing about its figures and some people saying that it was really low but channel five are marketing as one of their highest Well, um but if if you look at channel five and their normal turnover of audience then it was it was pretty good but it went up against the new one on channel Mm four on sunday night as well rise and fall which had a lot of promo from it being from the creators of the traitors yeah so that was bound to get a lot of traction anyway so um but you know everyone's catch-up services are doing so well at the moment that i'm sure my five will, will get a lot of traction on it on on the back of just that little press coverage to say it was out at the weekend so
1: yeah and as we've mentioned before on this the thing is if you're looking at ratings for tv shows you really can only compare them against the ratings of that channel. You know, I mean, the fact that if you put something on the BBC and it absolutely transfers everything else, well yes, okay, fine, but in terms of whether a show gets renewed or cancelled, it only really matters whether it's outrunning shows on that channel and yeah. it's the same with the US, you know the cancellation bear, you know the, which is the whole thing about when you're outrunning a bear, you just have to outrun everybody else you're with, not like everybody else in the world yeah. um, and it's the same with a TV show, you know you just need to outrun the other shows that are on that channel, so number are low for Channel 5 anyway and if it didn't get a huge audience but got a huge audience for Channel 5 then they'll bring it back again Hmm. there was one other little bit of news which was Lance Reddick he sadly passed away he was uh, 60 years old which is way way too young apparently died of of natural causes Uh, he's one of those jobbing actors who you'll know from certain shows he was in Oz he was in Fringe he was in The Wire he was in the recent Netflix Resident Evil series he was in Bosch he did a stint on Law and series special victims unit he was also a voiceover artist and did legends of vox machina i think he played the bad guy in that he's in the john wick films paradise pd he did one of the voices on he did a number of games voices for horizon zero dawn and horizon forbidden west quantum break destiny he was one of the main voices of as well Incredibly sad to lose mm-hmm. him. He's a beautiful, wonderful actor and person from all the accounts of people that have worked with him. So yeah, very, very sad to to lose him. I don't know how well you knew his work.
0: I was a huge fan of him after Fringe he was yeah. just like eerily. And then you saw him in John Wick. And i Dave, correct me if I'm wrong. Wasn't he supposed to be heading up a spin-off of the John Wick based on the hotel? No, the Continental is still
1: going. okay It was only a mini-series they they were okay. doing it as well. I don't think he was actually involved in it because it was a younger bunch of uh. it, it was it was set earlier in the timeline. So it, it may the character may be in it, but it would have been okay, by, by a out. younger actor. Yeah. But yes, that is still happening. Oh, yes, yeah, Peacock that have taken that. I think now because it was on a different network, I think, originally. Yeah, very, very sad to, to lose him. And said they've said it's natural causes as to exactly what that is. We don't know whether it was a heart problem or I mean, it could have been brain aneurysm or something like that, but it wasn't anything nefarious. But yes, very, very sad to lose him. You mentioned the Oscars earlier. So yeah, we talked obviously a bit about this last week. Huge wins for everything everywhere all at once. What were your thoughts on it as a so, film person? <laughs>
0: as, as the film person, um not not proud of of that title but uh, <laughs> uh, i've not been very good this year as i'm about to go and see my second film of the year tomorrow yes. um i am really impressed by its win and and i am just sad there's a lot of negativity surrounding it and i'm not sure why um it, it's because it isn't as mainstream as i think people wanted and it's also about multiverses and superheroes um, and so there's been some uh some people saying oh they just didn't like it i remember loving it and i remember when i came on to review it mm-hmm. i'd seen it the day before i saw doctor Strange and the multiverse of madness yes so to have that comparison i absolutely love the film i think it is an acquired taste and takes some yeah. focus but to be honest if you're a michelle yo fan like there is no reason why you shouldn't go and adore this movie she is amazing and i, I would have been if anyone else had won the best actress and would not be michelle I would have been shocked and there were some fantastic people up on the slate for nominations this year but she absolutely deserved it and then for the film to pick up Six more. I just am overwhelmed by how amazing it's done, and and for the film studio A24 in particular, brilliant. You know they have really picked up their game and got their best ever round of um, awards this season through everything, through all the nominations and award shows that take place. Um, and I yeah, I'm really impressed. It's also just Brendan Fraser again. If we we round back like seven eight years, what people thought of Brendan Fraser as an actor. Yeah. You know he he wasn't doing anything remarkable he taken some really bad decisions in terms of some of the films he was doing but look at him turn that around and and to win and i've heard such amazing things about the way i've not seen it myself mm-hmm. but you know that's an absolute deserved win as well and then all quiet on the western front cleaning up on a lot of the technical um yes. awards as well so i think it was a really really good season i know there are some doubters out there and i i would have loved to see black panther coming away with an award but you know it's what it is and you know at this point in time i think we should celebrate let's move on let's see what 2023 brings us for the 2024 oscars um and hopefully i will see a few more films this time
1: yeah i i mean the the wins for that were just wonderful and i was smiling all over the place. I know Angela Bassett not winning for Best Supporting Actress was when Jamie Lee Curtis picking that up. I understand why people were upset by that. I still think Jamie deserved it and I think it was probably just her year for it. You mm. know, it's one of those things. Uh, Kiki Huan probably just mangled his name, but uh, winning for Everything Everywhere as well was, as we talked about last week, just a, a wonderful end to a, a, a crazy, crazy few years for for that guy and I was so happy because that was completely deserved as well. You know, I mean, to have stepped out of acting in his 20s when his roles kind of dried up after being a child actor and then to step back in it 30 years later in his 50s and then the first film he does he wins an oscar (laughs) Uh, he's he's just phenomenal Uh, did you see the
0: stage picture with steven spielberg as well not stage but like the picture he took with steven spielberg mirrored against the one when he did indiana jones
1: oh no i I haven't seen that one that's lovely i i I did think it was wonderful that the person that presented the 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 award for best picture was harrison ford as well and (laughs) to see those two on stage together you know the co star of his first movie just absolutely beautiful the way that came together i think that was just wonderful it was really sort of interesting the ones that picked up you know like avatar for best visual effects of course top gun picked up things for you know some technical things for like best sound and things you know i was really happy to see brenda fraser picking up for uh, best actor as well so yeah yeah that's all the stuff we've been doing this week let's move on to some tv and film news <laughs> So we kick off the TV and film news with the renewals cancellations and pickups. There's a few cancellations. Prime Video has cancelled Three Pines after one season, which was, uh, I think it was a sort of investigative drama series thing, but uh, that not been renewed for another season. Over on the BBC, they've cancelled The Witchfinder after one season, which I have to say, I'm not hugely surprised by that. It was uh, That was a thing about the failing Witchfinder played by Tim Key, who's transporting a, a Suspected witch played by Daisy May Cooper across 1640s East Anglia. The idea of it was a lot funnier than
0: the show was, unfortunately. <laughs> um, did you catch any of that? I did. And when I was watching it, I felt it was a one season and done type of thing anyway. Yeah. So when all the news came out this week, I generally was sat there going he expected that to be more than one it felt like a one se- what what else could they have done with that character with that storyline so i was happy with it ending there i didn't feel it needed to do anymore
1: yeah i mean i really like the sound of it and i i just i didn't find it as funny as i think it probably needed to be which is a shame so that's gone after one season the other thing which is actually not cancelled is willow there was a lot of stories that came out this week that said "Oh, willow's cancelled after one season however john casden who is the series creator said it actually isn't cancelled what we have done is released all the cast basically what happened was they got to the point where they realized they weren't going to be able to shoot it as soon as they wanted to so rather than having the cast all under contract which is very very expensive because you've got to pay them to basically not work on other things they just thought we'll just release the cast from their contracts and we have a season two written and prepared it's hopefully something we'll come back to in a couple of years so that's basically the situation with it they said we do think we are going to shoot it but not for at least another 12 months so they released all the cast from all their contracts and stuff which means that they can go off and find other projects which is absolutely fine you know we waited what 30 years for the this series to be made in the first place, so you know, I think fair enough that that's the situation with it, and uh, it may come back for another season, it may not. They have got another season in mind, it says that that it's been written, so we'll see. In terms of renewals, Taskmaster, you'll be I know you'll be very glad to hear, uh, (laughs) has been renewed for six more seasons, which is three more years, because they do two seasons a year, so that's all being renewed. It's also got a junior spin-off series coming as well, which won't be hosted by Alex and Greg. Alex because he's too busy doing other things and Greg because he has a serious disdain for children. Uh,
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's a classic <laughs> press release, that is.
1: <laughs> that, that, that was actually what, basically what he said in the press release. Was <laughs> I mean, here's an ex-teacher, so, you know, it's fair enough. That is going to be hosted by some more child-appropriate people, I think. The main show will be back for six more seasons on top of that as well, which is great news for Taskmaster. Uh, the new season season 15 is airing on 30th of march that's thursday the 30th of march on channel four so uh new season is coming fairly soon as well other in all's Bel-Air has been renewed for season three on Peacock. I think season two is going out on Sky now. I think they've decided they've sort of abandoned the whole Peacock project. Is uh, it out? I didn't even realise it was out. I must I, have missed that. I'm not sure whether it's out yet or whether they've said it is coming on to Sky soon. I can't actually remember. Um, if only I had a site that had air dates on it. Hang on a second. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, yes, season two will be coming to Max in May. Oh,
0: okay. May. So, That's why I hadn't seen it yet.
1: Yeah, that will be coming back. They, the whole Peacock thing they seem to have given up on because there's basically nothing on it. I mean, it was a bit half-hearted in the first place, but uh, yeah, it looks like the, the whole Peacock branded thing I think they've sort of killed. So second season's going out on SkyMax in May. Uh, Days of Our Lives, which I don't think has over here, but this is a huge American ongoing soap, one of the few soaps that they actually have. That has been renewed for two more seasons by Peacock as well, so that will be
0: coming back back Joey Tribbiani was in there <laughs> <Right, yeah. laughs> it's, it's very friends. much that level <laughs> as
1: well um, so in pickups and other news we have a new Bake Off host Alison Hammond has been picked as yeah. the host to replace Matt Lucas she seems like quite a good choice I would have thought for that she's incredibly kind of likeable and bubbly I think I mean maybe slightly too bubbly for some people's taste but I don't
0: really watch Bake Off I know you do so yeah I think she'll be good I'm going to say it now, and if it happens, then I've said it. I believe this will therefore be the last year for Noel. I think their personalities are quite different, so... I don't know if Noel will continue after this season. I imagine that he'll do this one and then he might step back himself because she is such a vibrant personality. I think she's even bigger than Matt Lucas in terms of her personality, that it might be slightly too much for Noel and his ways. So I wouldn't be surprised if we see this being the last year for Noel.
1: Yeah, I sort of agree with you there. I mean, as I say, I don't really watch the show, but those are two people that I don't really see working together yeah i mean we'll see it may work wonderfully but yeah that's gonna be interesting but yes you could very much be right there there was a bunch of dates that literally dropped today as well uh for a few things returning on disney plus in april uh how met your father season two part one of that because they've only released 11 episodes so far in the us so part one of that 19th of april that's dropping true lies the tv series based on the james cameron movie that's also coming on the 19th as well. Will Trent, which is a new comedy drama that's been released in the US, which I know there's, I think it's based on a book series. So there's a lot of talk about that. 26th of April for that. Oh yeah, Peter Pan and Wendy—they've also um, said 28th of April for that movie dropping as well. So yeah, there's a few things coming back. Oh, and Groanish Part Two—so uh, 5th of April—that was the other thing. Uh, First Part Two of Season Five. So lots of things coming in April on Disney Plus. BBC have picked up a TV show from Australia. It's a romantic comedy called Colin from Accounts. Uh, it's apparently very critically acclaimed over there. It's created, written by, and starring Patrick Brammel, who you might know from Glitch and Offspring and Harriet. Dire from Invisible Man and No Activity. It's an eight part series that centers on Ashley and Gordon, two single ish complex humans who are brought together by a car accident and an injured dog. It's about flawed, funny people choosing each other and being brave enough to show their truth selves, scars and all, as they navigate life together. So, I mean, it sounds kind of generic in terms of the sort of romantic comedy setup. It's not one I'd come across before, and I don't really know the cast. So. <laughs> It will be on BBC, I think, two. I think they said in iPlayer, it's one of those things that they're buying as a box set for iPlayer. No date for that yet, but it's coming soon. There was a little bit of news from Zach Levy because, of course, he's out doing or has been out recently doing press for Shazam. And um, one of the questions came up about Chuck, the TV show that he used to do. And uh, he's actually holding out hope for bringing the cast back together to do a Chuck movie at some point. So he's been trying to make a chuck movie since before we finished the show i saw the writing was on the wall i saw a lot of streaming stuff already starting to pop up i saw people like um braff i think was crowdfunding and it's like uh oh no um veronica mars as well they crowdfunded the movie for that so it was like clearly there's an appetite for people wanting to see additions to the series that they held dear to their heart i could stand to see a chuck film Certainly, you know, a TV movie based around that. I think that that has some potential. Did you watch any of the series? Because it is a great TV series. Yeah, I remember watching season
0: one and a bit of season two. Many years ago when I was a Sky owner, I used to save them on Sky and watch them. And then I think I just, get lost interest after season two. But yeah, I did enjoy it. And that's why I first met and um, sort of saw Zachary Levi. And I was like, yeah, I really like him as an actor. And so when I saw he got his Shazam, I was really pleased.
1: Yeah, I know. He's a, he's a great actor. I've seen him at a few cons. And he's a really lovely human being as well. And he talks very passionately about things like mental health and just really wonderful with fans. Uh, first time he did a con in Birmingham, it was very, very early on. And um, I've spoken about this on something recently. And he and he took a bunch of people. He basically invited everybody down to Subway to get Subways, and he brought like two hundred people with him from the con, and sort of overwhelmed the local Subway because Subway were a, quite a big sponsor of Chuck, which was the main thing he was doing at the time. Oh. So quite funny, but um yeah, he's really quite sweet when uh, he's he's done cons and stuff. He's been really great. So um I could stand to see a Chuck movie, whether it ever happens or not, we'll have to wait and see. But it's certainly one that I would like to see pop up. On to some other news stories. Gattaca. Do you remember that
0: film? I do. Didn't see it, but I remember it being released. You know, i was, I was thinking I was a teenager back then as well. Yes, um, but I vaguely remember it, but I didn't see it.
1: Ninety seven. That film came out. The premise for the movie it's, it's this sort of dystopian biopunk future society where genetic selection is commonplace. So children can be created by this practice of genetically selecting to sort of get the best genes you can they're known as valids and they're given many more opportunities in life whereas children who are born naturally are more likely to be prone to genetic disorders and they're known as invalids but the genetic disorders they're talking about it then becomes because you've got these sort of pristine humans any minor flaw is seen as a genetic disorder so the sort of gap between the valids and the invalids are, is quite large the invalids are relegated to more menial jobs and serve as basically second class citizens the film which starred Ethan Hawke as Vincent who is an invalid and he has this congenital heart condition he basically follows his stories he attempts to try and assume the identity of a valid former athlete in order to fulfill his dreams of traveling into space so that's the setup for the movie. The reason we're talking about this is because there is a TV series in development for Showtime and Paramount from the guys behind Homeland, uh, who were also the guys behind 24 as well. So they've got a reasonable track record behind them. They are looking at doing a uh, TV show based on it. They've also got Craig Borton, who was behind the Dallas Buyers Club film. He's also involved in it as well in the writing. It sounds like it's not so much a continuation, it is an. Another adaptation of the movie. So it will have that same sort of plot line of following an invalid who is taking the identity of a valid to try and fulfill their dreams. It's not officially being confirmed, but negotiations are underway with Sony Pictures Television, who are going to be the people that would make it. Any interest in this? I mean, the the film had an interesting world set up for it, but I don't know whether there's a a sort of
0: more than one season out of it. You know, it's one of those things. It does not appeal to me at all. I'm afraid. I, I saw the the article when it was released, and I was like, oh, no, I'm not. I'm not really interested in that. I don't think I would uh, want to watch it.
1: I think there is potential there for an interesting world. You know, the sort of dystopian future thing. I think can be an interesting place to play around with, and there is a lot of class stuff that you can mess
0: around with there. I don't think it's got a strong enough IP either. Like, no. it's it's not something you're like, oh, I remember that film. Oh, i'd love to but it's kind of like oh i vaguely remember it i remember the name is it because the name was a little bit out there in terms of like in terms of the normal name for a film but yeah that's why i think part of it falls down is because it's just it doesn't have an ip that everyone knows about and would like to follow yeah
1: i don't know i think it is an interesting idea and maybe honestly don't know I am encouraged by the people that are behind it because Homeland was a fantastic series. 24 was a fantastic series. They've also got a thing called Accused, which is on Fox in the US at the moment, based on the British drama, which is going down very well. So, I mean, they've got a solid bunch of things behind them. I mean, we would rather they went back and made more 24, but, you know, we'll take what we can get at this point. Over on casting news, we have The Penguin has got some more cast announced for it. This is the TV series, which... Is based on the uh, Batman movie, and um, we'll have Colleen Farrell back in the lead role as Penguin. And Kristen Melotti is joining him as well. She is playing Sophia Falcone, who is one of the main sort of members of the Falcone crime family, if you know your Batman history. They've also added in Theo Rossi in a key role as well, who is one of the Sons of Anarchy guys. He was also, uh, he's actually a Marvel and DC person now because he was in Luke Cage as well. So uh, he will be popping up in his, I don't think they've actually said what character he is playing, but uh, I think he's, he's a solid addition to
0: this as well. What are your thoughts on the Penguin series? Uh, you know what, I really love. Colin Farrell's version of him that was one of the highlights of the film even though it was three and a half hours long or whatever yes. um, I hope it's done well and I think it's going to have a lot of good budget behind it mm-hmm. love Kristen Milioti um, she's been in a lot of great things films and TV programs so yeah I think I'd be interested in this I have fallen not fallen out but I haven't stayed true to like some of the things like Gotham and Gotham Nights and things like that I wouldn't want to I think I'm bored of those but this is a different spin on it with Colin Farrell So yeah, I think I'll probably watch
1: this. Yeah, I like the setup with this. It's Because, I mean, Gotham was fun. And I rather like that they embraced the silliness as they got further into it. With this, it's going to be very interesting to see how they handle it. Because it is going to be obviously much darker. And in some ways, probably a little bit more serious as well. And the other advantage they've got is you're not dealing with proto versions of Gotham villains. You're dealing with a Gotham with a young person batman in it mm. and penguin is a major crime boss so yeah. if you can make this which is sort of almost the sopranos but setting gotham i think there is a really interesting setup you could do there you know that's sort of a serious crime drama but it's set in a slightly out there superhero world i do think there is a really interesting show in that potentially it's on hbo max in the us so god knows where it'll land over here <laughs> i mean it, you know it's one of those Um, I hope it's something that somebody like Sky Atlantic goes after and decides to put on it seems in their kind of wheelhouse so maybe but we'll have to wait and see Uh, they're shooting at the moment so when that drops I don't know exactly Speaking of sort of superhero adjacent stuff, Doctor Who, which I, I would say is superhero adjacent in some respects. <laughs> uh, they have a spin-off series in the works, which is based around unit starring Gemma Redgrave, apparently. Um, this hasn't been officially confirmed by the BBC, but there were multiple fairly reliable sources that were saying yes, this is being talked about as being one of the spin offs. We do know that Russell T. Davis had already said that he wanted to bring the spin offs back. A lot of people were hoping that means that they were going to revive Torchwood and there has been some talk about possibly doing that. It probably will be a different iteration of Torchwood. It probably won't be a Captain Jack version. There has been some talk about maybe doing a much earlier, more historical version of Torchwood because Torchwood has been around for a very, very long time. So maybe doing it more as a, in that sort of vein. But this will be a series that is, is based around Unit. It has Gemma Redgrave back as Kate Lethbridge-Stewart. It was funny because I was at a Wales Comic Con back in December, November last year, and she was pushing for this really quite hard. <laughs> it was uh, a panel with her and Peter Davison and Sylvester McCoy and um, Sophie Aldridge and I can't remember who else was there, but it, there was a, a couple of the companions there as well. And uh, they were pushing for it quite hard as being a sort of potential spin-off idea. And it seems he may have listened. It would be from Russell T Davies, and I'm sure he'll rope other people in to, to help out writing that as well, if it does actually happen. But um, I think there is certainly potential there as well. I mean, Unit is the group that investigates paranormal and extraterrestrial threats at Earth. So I think there is certainly a potential to do a series based around that. I think Gemma Redgrave's great. She's great in that role. You can set up a decent team. You can bring in characters that have the old companions and stuff that we know have been involved from more recent series. I think there is certainly
0: a possibility there. Any thoughts on this? I love Gemma Redgrave. I think she's a fantastic actress. I, I need to properly catch up on my Doctor Who. I got a bit lost in the middle of the Jodie season and I do want to get it ready before Nikita starts. So um, I will definitely get involved in this. Russell T. Davis, he's, he's not getting much wrong at the moment so if his name is behind it then i'm probably going to be there
1: absolutely um i'm very excited for what he's bringing with Doctor Who, I think Shuti looks great. You know, I think he's gonna make a wonderful new Doctor. We've got the David Tennant stuff coming, which I think was a really interesting way of almost relaunching it again, um, Mm. because now they've got this Disney deal. So Disney are carrying it internationally and they're pumping more money into it. Uh, They don't have any kind of creative control directly, but they are going to want to make this a decent success internationally as well. And uh, they're gonna be well in for sort of spin-offs across the who universe. Yeah, rather like the idea of this. I think it's, it's certainly a good potential spinoff. As I say, given that they interact in similar kind of areas, it may like squash any possibility of a Torchwood revival anytime soon. But, you know, I, I still think this is, this is a solid thing to be able to do as well. And, uh, you know, it's in the current timeline. So not officially confirmed yet. We may get news about that at some point this year when we get more stuff about what's happening with the tenant stuff and Chuty and all that sort of thing. So we'll have to wait and see. But yes, looks good. That's all the news for this week. Let's move on to some highlights for Next Week on TV. (laughs) So, highlights for next week. We have a Power Book 2 Ghost Season 3. That is coming to... I know, it's a terrible... Sounds like an
0: upgrade for a MacBook. It it does, (laughs) yes. Uh,
1: So, coming to Lionsgate Plus on the 23rd of March, uh, that's the continuation of the Power franchise, or one of the continuations of the Power franchise, so that's returning. The Cleaner Season 2, that returns on the 24th of March at 9.30. That's Greg Davis back as the crime scene cleaner. That was very funny, the first season of that, so uh, that's returning. Danny. Yellow Jackets, season two of that, returns to Paramount+. Plus. That's on the 24th of March. Great Expectations, which is the new adaptation from Peaky Blinders creator Stephen Knight. That's coming on the 26th of March. That's got Olivia Coleman because she's in everything. And <laughs> <laughs> Succession returns for its fourth and final season. That's on the 27th of March of Sky Atlantic at uh, 2 a.m. then with a repeat in the evening. That'll be the uh, last season of that season. So I'm looking forward to seeing how they wrap that up. Rabbit Hole, which is the new Kiefer Sutherland series, which stars him as a master of deception working in corporate espionage, uh, who gets framed for a murder. That looks like it's going to be quite good. That's on the 27th of March on Paramount+. Plus. That's called Rabbit Hole. And Hunted, the celebrity version of the uh, reality show where people try and escape modern surveillance by living off the grid, that's coming to Channel 4 on the 28th of March at 9pm, and that the celebrity stand up for cancer version yeah lots of interesting stuff coming next week rabbit hole I'm definitely going to be checking out I will go and check out the cleaner as well because that was fun I need to catch up a bit on succession but uh, that looks good as well
0: I'd definitely be watching the cleaner I think I've seen about 92 versions of great expectations now so yeah. I'm not sure I really love Olivia Coleman but I don't think I'm going to rush to this one no. and my partner's already told me that we are watching mm-hmm. Hunter, the celebrity version so I won't get a choice in watching <laughs> that one so um yeah those are my two from there the cleaner and hunted yes for me
1: rabbit hole and i need to go back and catch up with succession but yes and cleaner certainly so (laughs) um if people want to talk to you throughout the week, where can they go and find you?
0: Come follow me on Twitter at Gray the Geek. That's G-R-A-Y, The Geek. Probably do not disturb me for the next two days. Other than that, um, I will be around talking about what's going on. So if people know, I'm a teacher in my other job, and you can imagine why you need to stay away from me for the next two days. Yes, <laughs> yes.
1: So uh, go and find Grey over on Twitter at GrayTheGeek. For other people involved in the show, you can find Bex on twitch.tv forward slash Trista Bytes, B-Y-T-E-S. She's uh, streaming every week. I think she's doing Mondays and Tuesdays mainly now at the moment, but uh, go and check her out. She's got a schedule over there because it moves around a little bit, but lots of charity streams and retro streams, and uh, she's power washing things in Power Wash Simulator, unless she's managed to kick that addiction. But yes, that's been the main thing she's been (laughs) doing, That and sort of chatting and power washing stuff. Matt you can find over on entertainmenttalk.org for loads more podcasts uh, we've just finished the Last of Us podcast so you can go and check that out over there if you're catching up with the Last of Us there's also uh, the Man U podcast and Gaming Talk and loads of other things going on over there so go and check out his stuff at entertainmenttalk.org and Daryl you can find at hollywoodnorthnews.net for all the TV shows that you love which are shot in Canada for us you can go to the website at geektown.co.uk throughout the week and see all the latest air date information if you want to get in touch with your questions or comments, email us on podcast at uk. Leave a message on the website, post, find us at geektown on Twitter, at Facebook, at facebook.com forward slash geektown at youtube at youtube.com forward slash geektown and at Instagram at geektown uk. That is everything. We shall see you next week. Bye-bye. Bye.